the show that dives into everything that society tells us not to do. It's time to forget all of your ideas of success and break free from restrictive social norms, starting with today's show. Join Elizabeth Houghton as she explores practical ways to find success on your own terms. Elizabeth is no stranger to being trapped by social norms, but she found his sudden full potential to motivate and mentor others to make a positive change in their life. Each episode, Elizabeth will sit down with trailblazing guests who created their own path to success. It's time to be inspired. You'll now be joined by your host, Elizabeth Houghton. Enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning in and joining us today. I'd like to welcome Chris. Chris isn't someone who historically spoke up or voiced his thoughts. This has all changed since he lost his job back in 2009 and was looking for a new one. After applying for what felt like hundreds of jobs, he was offered a place in an NHS call centre for our National Health Service in the UK. He was always against call centre work, but once his training started, he immediately challenged himself to speak up more. He has since had a varied career from gaining an MVQ in catering and becoming a chef to managing and training staff at NHS Direct to now running an online business, helping women work harder earn more money through fitness and mindset coaching. And Chris and I actually worked together for a very short time at that job at NHS Direct Call Centre. And if I remember rightly, Chris, you used to be in charge of doing the clinical reviews of the calls and also managing a team. Is that correct? Yeah. Just thinking back to what I actually was able to do there was, was amazing. I remember starting at off as a call handler, as you rightly say, I wanted to do something more um, because even though it was an amazing job helping people, I was kind of in the mindset, yeah, I need to do more. I felt like I could do more, push myself more, work harder and learn more. So I very, well, luckily, maybe luckily, maybe not, was promoted three times, I think, in the few years that I was there. Um, so I kind of went from being a call handler probably within six months to like a coach, we called it a mentor, can't remember what the actual name was now, um, to helping other people in their kind of training, getting them on the phone live. I was then promoted to a trainer and then a course training manager. And I had my own team of 30 nurses in a kind of new town, because I got I moved as well up to the north of the UK. So I had that to kind of contend with as well, working in an unknown environment with unknown people. Yeah. How did you manage with, because you don't have a, as far as I could be wrong, my memory is shocking because it was a long time ago, but managing a team of nurses when you're not clinically trained, how was that for you? Well, learnt on the job. Um, There was myself and another guy up there um, and we were basically left to it. On our own you know we did have help at the end of a phone call but ultimately we were kind of left to it clinical side we didn't deal with clinical side we just kind of dealt with the basics end if you like the front end of call handling so making sure that when the patient was speaking to the nurse that they were confirming where they were located it was very important for healthcare, just in case we need to have an ambulance called out to them so phone numbers addresses and those basic kinds of things and just kind of making sure that the call was roughly correct. But in terms of clinical side, we couldn't comment too much because we weren't clinically trained. 
Um, if we had kind of like a feeling that something was amiss, didn't feel right, then we would pass that on. But in terms of the clinical side of things, then we have nurses that actually did the clinical call audits. So that side was covered just in case there were any mistakes and training that needed to be implemented. Mm, so big change from you going from someone who didn't really speak up very much to managing a team of nurses with one other person in a place you'd never lived before. What was that journey like for you? It was a really amazing kind of journey um, of exploration, I guess, and kind of learning more and more. I think the only way that you're going to put yourself out there and actually do these things is firstly, don't be scared, but just put your hand up and do it, you know. I like to kind of mention um, in this kind of topic something that Richard Branson said. And he said, in I can't remember if it was an interview or if it was an article that I read, he said, you know, if you're not sure if you can do a job, just do it because you can learn later. And that's kind of something that I've always kind of thought, you know what, why not? The worst they can do is fire you. That's it, they can't do anything else. And if you don't have that problem, which is great, you're going to learn and you're going to kind of push yourself forward and learn even more stuff and gain even more knowledge yeah and your passion for food so you were you did catering and became a chef so where where did that passion for food come in for you um i liked cooking when i was at school so i actually did that at college so that was kind of the first qualification i did um i just wanted to learn how to cook didn't do that for very long to be fair but it was fine because i learned how to cook out of it yeah. And that's kind of something now that I can help my clients with because a lot of people may not be able to cook. So I can give them some very basic pointers in what to prepare, how to prepare it, how to store it and kind of help them improve their lifestyle and their relationship with food as well. So I see that as a bonus. Mm. So through your really varied career at the beginning, being a chef, NHS call handler to managing nurses, where did that passion for fitness and wellness come from when did you realize you had that passion i think that i've always had a passion for helping people um you know from working at an airport i was a baggage handler i got promoted to team manager so you had to make sure that everything was loaded correctly because if there's too much weight in the wrong place the plane's not going to fly so kind of every single job i've had has had a quite a high responsibility because things could happen and I just kind of implement that in my life that I want to help people. Um, so even from kind of baggage handling, which kind of sounds a bit mundane to some people, to working in NHS, which was a serious job. The core handlers had a really tough kind of mm. job. You know, you have all kinds of people phoning up, mental health issues. You know, some people need an ambulance for a heart attack. Moving through to actually helping people in their lives, all of those kind of jobs I realized quite a few years ago that everything I've done is kind of to help people. And I kind of really enjoy that, getting the best out of people, motivating them, maybe getting them out of a dark kind of place and helping them, you know, in their life. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the big job, I remember the NHS call handlers, I just felt so sorry for them, like tough, tough job every single day. With With that and you kind of going through that and learning to find your voice and speaking up in just, reaffirming your skills in helping people and your passion when did you start your journey of setting up your own business and along that side of it when did that all come about like what was that moment where you went no I don't want 
I don't want to work for anyone else anymore. I want to start that path to being able to work for myself. I've always believed that everyone should work for themselves. You know, even if you don't succeed at it, give it a try. Um, so for me, even though I didn't kind of have ambitions of starting a business, it was back when I was in Wakefield, actually, when I was training at a the gym there. Um, and I got the manager or the owner, actually, of the gym to train me. And then it was that point that I wanted to kind of, I realised that I wanted to help other people with their goals. So it was kind of back, I think it was like four, 2014, maybe, that I kind of realised I wanted to help other people. But it was trying, for me, it was trying to find a way of getting on that course and doing that course, which took a long, a, a much longer time. Mm. So I think it took maybe three, four years before I actually found a way of doing it. Because it was either going back to college full time, going back to college part time in the evenings or on the weekends, which was quite expensive. And I was working full time as well. So trying to fit all of that in and pay for it, you know, was a bit of a struggle. But I found a way of doing it at home um, in my own time, which didn't cost an arm and a leg. And I got 500 pounds off. So it was a bargain, really. You know, I've done the right out of it. Um, so business wise, I started it probably a year and a half, two years ago. So I'm kind of relatively new to it. I p pivoted online last year due to what happened and it's still continuing on now. Um, I feel it's a much better way of working um, and I'm learning that doing it that way, you're gonna get more out of the person, particularly if you found, if you pick the right kind of client, they're gonna be more willing to hold themselves accountable. Whereas I found that when I was training people in person, you're only with them for that one hour. And unless you go out of your way to create a Facebook group and some other kind of bits and bobs, you're not interacting with them very much. Whereas mm. online coaching, there's a lot more to it. You know, you're effectively with them for the whole three months or four months or however long your kind of package is lasting for. Mm. And it's typically overall cheaper. People automatically assume that PT and is more expensive. Yeah, and you don't just focus on the kind of get out there, go do a run, do some squats. You don't just focus on the traditional um, fitness element of the journey for your clients. So do you want to talk us through like the journey you take your clients through? Yeah, so I don't really, I'm not this kind of PT that is a, you know, typically I think the stereotypical PT is someone who's crazy. They're a bit eccentric. They're on kind of some kind of caffeine and they're hyper all day long. They're absolutely nuts but now that's not kind of how i am and many of the pts at the gym that i'm working at aren't like that either it's so it can be kind of a bit of a split but i'm into kind of the whole bodybuilding style of training and working but that doesn't mean that i'm making my clients do that so i think that kind of doing the whole kind of squats and deadlifts the big lifts is more beneficial for fat loss it's harder than running constantly it's a, it's a you know it's not as boring, maybe for the want of a better word. Some people love running and that's cool. But you know, I'm not a fan of running. I'd rather go to the gym, lift a load of weights. And that kind of does an absolute treat for me. It keeps my body fat down. So there's no reason why it wouldn't help for other people. And my clients love it. You know, and I remember the first time I took one of my longest serving clients to my gym, the one I'm at now, and she looks pretty horrified because all you've got is, is just cast iron weights you know the guys aren't that particularly big but if you're new to that environment it can be a little bit off-putting particularly for ladies but after a few sessions she's loving it you know she's loving deadlifting and squats and all that kind of stuff 
you know, I think it gives you a different kind of buzz than doing the, your typical cardio kind of workouts. Mm, definitely. So with your business, you sell it up or you studied for it whilst working full time at home in your own time. You sell it up as a side hustle. How did you know it was time to go full all in into your business and walk away from your corporate job and that security? How did you know it was the right time for you to just go for it? I felt I had to just do it. You know, it's anybody in that position, whatever kind of job you're doing, whatever you're earning, going from that to a steady income, from a steady income to not knowing what you're earning is quite scary, you know. And many people are going to definitely kind of empathise with you on that and they'll agree with you on that because you don't know what's going to happen. So I just kind of just jumped into it. I thought, you know, I'm just going to do it and see how it goes because I can always get another job. Yeah. Um, so I kind of took a bit of a risk you know that that's happened that happens a lot in business people take those risks um, and I think you just got to do it you know it is scary um, but a bit of good planning good business plan behind you will help as well I think not mm. just kind of going into it blind yeah what was that aha moment for you like what was there a moment like when you were sat at your desk one day and went you know what I'm just gonna this isn't what I want to do anymore at all I want my business was there a moment where you really remember that just kind of you know you were gonna quit like was there that moment I remember um being in the gym that I'm training at now and I saw the advertisement for the guy that trained me that was my that was my light bulb moment that was my aha I found how I'm going to get out of it. And yeah. that is what I'm going to do. So that was my moment. Um, that was my kind of almost exit, kind of my, my strategy, because I had nothing up until that point. And until I saw that advertisement, I was like, that's it. And I just grabbed it and I just went for it. You know, dived in head first. Yeah. So what would you say is your definition of success, Chris? You've been on such an interesting journey through being a chef, be it going into a role um, at NHS Direct, becoming a team leader, baggage handler, fitness. You've done so many different things and your life has taken so many different paths. How would you, at this moment in time, define success? I like to kind of answer that question by getting people to think about what it means to them, what is success to you? because my success is gonna be something completely different to somebody else's. So the fact that I've you know, been able to pass the course, I've got nutritional qualifications, you know, I've, have, I've had so many opportunities to do things. So now it's my time to kind of put that into actual practice. You know, I don't necessarily put a monetary value on it, some people will, but for me, it's been successful in that I've been able to pass those qualifications, been able to get into the gyms to work, being able to kind of speak to people, learn things, kind of knowledge really for me is more kind of, more so than monetary value. Yeah. That's my success. Yeah, perfect. And if you were to talk to someone else that has a side hustle at the moment and they're unsure whether or not they want to go full time and side hustle and anything, what free tips would you give them to help them with that transition? Firstly, just go for it. You know, you don't have to give up any jobs because we've got plenty of time, despite what people say. I haven't got time to do this, haven't got time to do that. There's plenty of time and that's just kind of a bad excuse. You've definitely got time to do it. A couple of hours in the evening, in the morning, 
just kind of do it on the side, which is literally what it is, side hustle. Just work up, you know, work up to the point where you feel you can make that transition, that progression. You don't have to even give up your full-time job. You could kind of go down to part-time, which incidentally is what I did. And then you can go from part-time. Once you feel that you can kind of push that business forward and you're not going to have any kind of like worries or issues or anything like that, and you think you can do it, then you can kind of leave your part-time job. But there's no reason. I know plenty of people that work full-time, do a business, part-time and do a business. And that's what they want to do. But if you want to go all in, then kind of work up towards that, build a business plan, think about how you're going to do it and go by stages, you know. Perfect. And do you want to talk to us about your fitness business, what you do, how people can get in contact with you, how they can reach out to you and work with you? Yes. So I generally work with uh, 40 to 50 year old females who want to lose weight, get fit and be able to kind of work harder for themselves and their business. I'm on Instagram, Chris Man Fitness and Clubhouse on CM Fit. And on Clubhouse, incidentally, I am part of a larger team of 15 people and we do daily rooms, 3 p.m. GMT and to uh, 10 a.m. EST, the Americans. So if you'd like to listen in, you can get hold of me there or on Instagram. Yeah, I highly recommend you all tune into Clubhouse if you do have access to it. Um, listening to Chris and the team that he works with, talk is highly engaging and you will definitely walk away with some tips. So what I will do is I'll leave all the links to Chris's business and his Clubhouse account in the show notes. And um, Thank you ever so much for joining us today and have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening to Finding Success on Your Own Terms. Don't miss out on new episodes released every Wednesday. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe to Finding Success on Your Own Terms on Apple Podcasts. To stay tuned for upcoming episodes, projects and news, follow Elizabeth Houghton on Instagram at Southern Full Potential and connect with her on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Elizabeth Coach. Discover your full potential and find out more about how you can change your life today at southernfullpotential.com.